Welcome to episode 25 of the Champs and Chums podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ashton. Father-son fun talk on sports, life, and friendship. Coming up on episode 25, never give up. We'll go one-on-one with three-time Paralympian, gold medalist, and para-ice hockey star, Paul Rosen. School is cool. You're at the head of the class with our gold, silver, bronze for favorite school subjects. And we'll head for home on episode 25 with our special segments. All Pro Go, a Did You Know Sports Spotlight. And Champs and Chums, personal salutes to our stars on and off the field. That's all coming up on episode 25 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy September, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Thanks so much for joining us here on our milestone 25th episode of Champs and Chums. And Ashton, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing great. How about you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Here we are. We're, no pun intended, everybody, falling into September. At the time of the recording, we are now officially in fall. And, um, but why don't I give you an early fist bump right off the top of the show here, Ashen? Because I tell you what, when you look at 25, it is a milestone, right? So 25 shows of Champs and Chums monthly episodes. Uh, how do you feel? Well, I feel like um, that uh, we, we're we doing really good um, from when we started. Um this just was a bedside conversation in the room beside us, uh, and I think Champs and Chums has grown so much uh, to the point where uh, we really uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, we and we thank you all for the support. Well, absolutely, Ashton. I couldn't have said it better myself, um, and you hit it on on the head um lots of lots of great work lots of great inspiration in this uh father-son project and uh you you said it uh so perfectly thank you fans thank you for all your great support whether it be following us uh, on social listening to some of the great episodes the outstanding lineup of guests that we've had we get uh, emails from you guys uh, messages texts things on social And all your inspiration is so, so much appreciated. So thank you so much. Ashton, so it's September. We're back in a routine, if you will. Right, my man? Um, uh, Now, why don't you share the listeners? Because it's a burning question for me. I'd love to hear you talk about how you feel the first um, month of school has gone for you. Well, uh, the first month of school has uh, been uh, really good, actually. And uh, I'm in grade four now. And... uh... At, at the time of this recording, on this day, uh, I just had a math test at school. Yeah. Um, 
and my teacher told me not to to share the marks with my mom and my dad, but I had to. Uh, I aced it, so uh, I feel like um, uh, this year's gonna uh, go great, and I can't wait to see what it holds. Well, it's gonna be great. It, it's gonna be a uh, great pace. Uh, you're doing well. You're off to a great start. Nothing is ever perfect. But you can be uh, perfectly committed to trying to be great. We always talk about that on Champs and Chums. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, let the record show early on. You're doing great. And uh, uh, your mom and I are proud of you. And uh, keep it going, my man. And, uh, geez, you mentioned ace. And I want to kind of dial it back a little bit to uh, sports. Because, you know, before we welcome school for you, we really went on an incredible run of uh, of uh, of sporting adventures and experiences um ace let's start well you can actually take a, a golf um analogy to that and tennis let's start with the uh the dimples on the on the golf ball and talk about your love for golf that's quite emerging so uh i believe in july or august i've i started to get into uh, july 5th remember the day you should too it was your ninth birthday and you got clubs a yeah. good starting set and i got a free ball that's right yeah that's right uh so uh i, I do want to thank the staff up at aaron heights golf course for uh, making my birthday possible and uh getting back to the uh uh I can I say golf addiction? <laughs> some people say golf nut. Yeah. Uh for sure, but you're no nut. You you got some uh, real smarts on the course there. You've taken a real uh love and passion for the game. So uh how do you think your game is right now and what are the things you need to do as we uh uh I guess to continue enjoying the game? Well, uh my my game is uh it's pretty good, and uh, last Saturday, uh, at the time of this recording, I uh, I went to Rolling Hills Golf Course up in uh, Stouffville with my Uncle Lloyd and uh, my Uncle Ansari, and uh, we played 18 holes. I've never played 18 holes, so uh, on the back nine, um, we had a bit of a challenge, so it was me and my Uncle Lloyd versus my uh dad and my uncle and sorry so uh, basically um they they were there were two great things i did so i i drove i i used my driver and i got into the green and uh another time i also did that and i putted for birdie both times so uh I haven't got birdie before, but that was the only time I got birdie. And you I did. Was, yeah. Yeah, you, you, uh, that one had eyes, that, that shot you had right for the hole. And, uh, yeah, thanks to, uh, your uncle and sorry, uh, Uncle Dennis, one of the founding members of, uh, Champs and Chums, who always yeah. appreciate his support as, as you, as it were. Um, I had a great front nine when the challenge w wasn't on, but on the back nine, I was a shadow of my former self, so thanks to uh, Uncle Uncle Ansari there uh, for really carrying our team, and it was square going into the last hole, and I had to sink a putt, 
and I had the case of the yips because I actually you went short. I, I I went short. I went short on that one, and uh, kudos, full marks to uh, to you, my uh, my man uh, Ashton, and uh, uh, my uncle Lloyd or Uncle Lloyd there for uh, a real fun fun day out at um, Club Links uh, Rolling Hills in, in Stouffville. That was a lot of fun. But let's talk about another race. You've also picked up tennis, and we've managed to sneak in a few games there after school, like on a Friday. Uh, how have you enjoyed that? Well, uh, yeah, tennis is a pretty fun game uh, to play, especially when you really don't have much to do. Um, and you have a tennis racket and a tennis ball. Uh, I think it's it's a great game during COVID because you're spaced out because there's a net and then you're basically really far away from uh, your opponents. So then it makes it uh, more you, like you won't catch COVID playing tennis. Um, so I, we've played a few games after school. And uh, the first time, uh, probably two Fridays ago, uh, I actually did really well. We, me and my dad, played a game. He won four to two, and uh, yeah, you took two games off me, man. Yeah, and and the second time, uh, I need a bit more Im- improvement. That's okay. It's you know what, you're having fun. You're playing the great game, and and let's talk about another um, sport that you're taking on because you know September is the sign of routine and getting back into the great habits. Um, and you've got some, uh, big weekend adventures as well, too, as you, as you step back into the pool. Um, and then also you're going to be debuting on the ice. Why don't you, why don't you talk about the swimming first, where you're headed? And then also this, this other breaking news here on episode 25. So, uh, I am going swimming at the time of this recording. I'm going tomorrow on Friday. Um, and I, it's going to be at seven o'clock, I believe, at, uh, what's the place called again? Yeah, it's, uh, it's the, um, it's not far from Century your school. Gardens. Century Gardens. That's right. Good old Brampton here. That's right. So, um, I'm, uh, jumping in the swimming pool, uh, tomorrow and, uh, we'll see how my swimming lessons go and, um. Talking about debuting on the ice, uh, the day after that, I'm going skating in the morning, uh, 9 uh, o'clock to 9.30 a.m. So it's at a gym archdeacon where I actually uh, coincident- coincidentally played tennis and uh we better we better just load up the uh the car with um different kind of things tennis yeah. racket golf bag skates swim trunks i mean you are an all sports all pro go kind of guy so kudos to you and yeah i mean we had a couple times casually where i've taken you out on some rental skates but we um thanks to the uh the good folks at uh at sport check you're all suited up in some uh what, what, what is it uh, they're uh, they're bowers right ashton Bauer, so my sk- my skates are Bauer Vapors uh, 2.5X, and uh, my my helmet Sounds is... Sounds kind of fun yeah. and, and, and fierce on the ice. 
Yeah, I'm I'm not just trying not to kind of be mean to the viewers who who love CCM. To the listeners, yeah. Yeah, to the listeners. Uh I'm more of a Bauer guy, so uh No, you're you're a Bauer guy. Okay, yeah. good stuff. Well, you're thinking about what uh, means the most to you and I think that's great. So good stuff. Well, listen, um September is also, um, there's lots of activity. In fact, um, this month closes one of the biggest international amateur sports competitions, the Paralympics. And Ash and I know in school, um, we, you know, it, it's talked to you about it. It's talked to you about even some of the biggest initiatives and fundraisers. Um, it is all about ability. Um, and you see all those athletes that can, that compete in the Paralympic games. That's all they think about, right? It's not a, it's not a question or a commentary or a summary about a, a disability. It's ability. And, um, I know you've, uh, you're involved in a special fundraiser as well too at your school. Did you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, speaking of uh, ability? Yeah. So, um, this September uh, celebrates one of the uh, uh, most legendary Canadian athletes, Terry Fox. Um, and tomorrow I'm going to be doing the my, my Terry Fox run at, at my school. Uh, and so basically at our school, we have a path. It's a pretty long path going all the way to the road. Um, so basically we would take that path. And then we would probably walk on it, like, uh, till, till the period's over. And, um, uh, so we had to, so yesterday we had to create a shoe for someone who had cancer. And, uh, I, I did it for my, uh, grandpa Alan because, uh, I never got to meet him and, uh, he sadly died of cancer in 1981. Well, I'm touched as I'm hearing you say that. Yeah, your grandpa Alan uh, was a legend himself um, with all the things that he stood for. Uh, passed away when I was nine. But his legacy and his uh, inspiration definitely is something I've carried all through my life. And here we are sitting here, father and son, um, you reflecting on a story and it really touches me, right? And it makes me feel good about what you're doing to support that great cause. And let's talk about Terry Fox, the Marathon of Hope. You're absolutely right, um, Ashton. All of the things he's done, you mentioned legendary, such a great word. I will go a step further. I will say Canadian hero, that is Terry Fox. But let's segue from there because this episode is also a big month when we think about ability we think of our best of guest because he also is uh, an athlete and someone that has done something um, to really really inspire communities groups individuals peoples people from all ages uh, our special guest our best of guest is also a Canadian hero who's coming up on the show Ashton Olympic gold medalist and para ice hockey star Paul Rosen. What a great guest we have coming up on our milestone episode 25. Three time Paralympian, as Ashton mentioned, a gold medalist, one had be one one of the top goaltenders in the history of uh, of sled hockey. Paul Rosen's joining us on the show. 
Uh, boy, oh boy, it's going to be so great to uh, catch up with Rosie. I've known him for north of a decade. It's uh, 12 years that I've had the pleasure to know uh, Rosie. Ashton, you were a year and a half when when uh, Rosie uh, and I teamed on, on, a, on a big charitable event, and he was held you in his arms, and... There, there's a there's a person with an inspiring story, so don't you dare miss it. Coming up a little later on the show, our best of segment with Paul Rosen. Good stuff, uh, Ashton. Well, listen, it's September. We've talked about the routines, return to school, and we kind of thought it would be really interesting for us to go back, uh, in your dad's case, way, way back, as we reflect on our gold, silver, bronze for favorite school subjects, uh, this is going to be a fun one. What do you What do you think about how this one's going to go? Well, uh, this one's going to go great, and uh, uh, I'm excited to see what uh, your school subjects are, and uh, I hope you're excited to see what mine are. Well, I'm going to have to dust off the books and the memories on some of these, but yeah, Ashton, why don't you share? And this is going to be fun. We're going to put you at the head of the class, fans, listeners at home. On our selections, father-son for, for uh, f- favorite school subjects. Ashton, over to you with your bronze medal. My bronze medal is science. Wow, that's a fascinating subject. Now, tell the listeners at home uh, why science is your bronze, what is your interest in it, and what are kind of some of the things that you're able to do? Well, uh, science is a very interesting subject, and... Um we basically probably have uh, science. Um, we have science a lot in our school. Uh, we have the STEM fair, uh, that which stands for uh, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Um, and then... Uh, and your former science teacher actually almost followed that acronym, Miss Stelly. Yeah. S-T-E. No, okay, well, you, you, who is your current science teacher? I mean, the past science teacher, but your current science teacher. My current science teacher is my teacher, Miss Chaudhry. Okay, well, shout out to Miss Chaudhry, friend of the show. Uh, so your bronze medal is science. Okay, over to Dad here for my f- bronze medal for favorite school subject. Did you want to add something there, Ashton? With, no, With your I'm bronze good. medal? All right, good stuff. Well, um... Now it's time for me to dust off my memory bank, and I'll get to that story in a sec. But my bronze medal for favorite school subjects is geography. What do you think about that one, Ashton? Well, uh, that's that's a great subject to learn. Obviously, I don't know much about it because I'll probably be learning it in high school. Well, I'll tell you, when I learned geography back in high school, I was always so fascinated about it because it was about people, places, and things. And what I mean by that, it's so amazing to learn uh, about our great big world. Um, I've obviously had the uh, good fortune of, of traveling the world as well too, and have seen different places, but I've always been really, and I still to this day have a, a real thirst to understand um, landmarks, countries, enrich myself about customs as well too. Um, so that's kind of my reasons why I've selected, uh, geography as my bronze and shout out to my longtime chums, Mike and Nick. And we, you know, we had to rack our brain here, Ashton, right? Just, just the other day, cause I couldn't for the life of me 
remember some of my high school, well, great, great seven, eight geography teachers, but thanks, shout out to a friend of the show, Nick, who helped me remember that our geography teacher was Mr. Collins, and I believe in high school it was Mr. Witkowski. So uh, that's my bronze medal, Ashton, for favorite school subjects. My bronze is geography. Over to you for your silver medal. My silver medal is social studies. Wow, that's an interesting one. Now tell, tell uh, the, the listeners at home uh, what you're learning in social studies and who's your teacher and what's so fun about it. Well, my, my teacher is uh, my homeroom teacher, Ms. Chaudhry, and um, I think social studies is a fascin- fasc- fascinating um, uh, subject to learn because um, when, when you're learning about social studies, you get to learn more about Ontario and uh, everything they have to offer and... Uh, uh, wow, you're like a marketing guy there. Yours to discover, I think, is what we see on the, the, the license plates. What a great tourism yeah. message, Ashton. <laughs> Good stuff. So, um, basi- basically, uh, we learn lots about uh, Canada, and um, we learn all about the great things that have happened in Canada. Um, and I think uh, social studies is just a very fascinating uh, subject to learn. And it's probably a very social subject as well, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You didn't get my uh, little inside joke there, but that's okay. The listeners did. All right. Over to Dad for my silver medal. And my silver medal is the subject that I love, English. That's actually a pretty good subject. Oh, I love it. Ashton, even to this day, like obviously in my role having my own marketing communication, small business, the functions and fundamentals of English, you know, spelling, grammar, prose. Creative writing. Creative writing, uh, short stories. All of those things that I learned when I was really young, it's it continues to be ever present in, in, in my role having my own marketing communication small business. So uh, it's great. Um, and, and a shout out to some of the great teachers that I've had in English. I mean, uh, my pals, um, my longtime chums would remember uh, Miss Goldspink, who uh, was definitely um, a great teacher. Uh, she inspired you. Uh, from textbook to teaching, she she was really great. And uh, yeah, I mean, even in our podcast, Ashton, the writing that we're exposed to that we have to do ourselves and generate, it's, um, it's always a great example of why, fans, my silver medal for favorite school subjects is English. Okay, Ashton, over to you. It's now time to set the stage for our gold medals for favorite school subjects Unveil yours, my friend. My gold medal is phys ed. Physical education? Yeah. You mean gym? Yes, I do. All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, test your fitness on that. And why don't you tell the fans why and maybe some of the inspiring teachers that have led the way in the wonderful world of phys ed. Well, uh, right now in phys ed, uh, my, my gym teacher is Mr. Daly. Uh... He's a great teacher, and uh, this this month till probably near start of October, we're learning soccer. Um, we're playing uh, 
side side games and uh, like little small games, just like uh, three three v three, one's goalie, two people players. Uh, uh, so basically, and then before that though, but before Mr. Daly, you had another great phys ed teacher that's kind of got a, a little bit of a well, quite a good sports connection as well too. Yeah, Mr. Daly. Uh, before so, Mr. Daly, yeah. Y- yeah. Uh, before Mr. Daly, sorry, uh, I accidentally said Mr. Daly was Mr. Samuels. Yes. Now, why don't you tell a little background on Mr. Samuels? Quite, quite an athletic background. Yeah. Um, at at a point of time, he was uh actually roommates with on Andre de Grasse. Uh, you mean the Andre de Grasse that was a multi-Olympic uh, medalist? Yes, I do. Wow, that's incredible, Ashton. You mean the, the Andre de Grasse that won the uh, the uh, 200 meter? I sure do. Wow, amazing. Well, that that's some great company to keep. So uh, shout out to, uh, uh, to, your, to your old uh, phys ed teacher there. Uh, I... And also, he he uh, got trained by uh, Usain Bolt uh, here and there. Hold on, no way. Yeah, he did. He told us. Well, you mean the 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 fastest man in the world? Yes. Usain Bolt. Yeah. You mean the man that points his arms in the air and it looks like a lightning bolt as he looks in the sky after he dashes the competition? Oh yeah. That Usain Bolt. Yep, that Usain Bolt. Wow, that is an incredible, incredible story, Ashton. I think you one up to me on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good stuff. All right, over to Dad to finish off this father-son, this fun father-son free-for-all segment. And my gold medal is not not too far from where you landed. In fact, it's the very same thing, everybody, because my gold medal for favorite school subjects is phys ed. Physical education, gym. And, uh, well, I'll tell you why. I mean, by virtue of the fact, fans at home, that we have um, a, uh, a father-son podcast about sports life and friendship, it's uh, by no accident. I've always loved sports. I've always loved to participate in sports, uh, a thirst for knowledge in sports. But when you think about physical education today, it's, uh, it's, it's so much more uh, than just playing sports, Ashton, right? It's kind of understanding uh, mind, body, and soul. Like, it's all about wellness as well, too. Um, even understanding, like, uh, the anatomy and, and the physics of sports and how it works. Obviously, there's intangibles in physical education when you learn how to work as a team. You take instruction as you would do on the field, on the court, on the ice, right? So um, I come from a long line of, um, of, of students who learn from some of the best. And, and I must tell you, one of the best phys ed teachers I had was Mr. Wood. And sadly, he passed away years ago. But my old chums who went to Churchill, who, uh, who uh, listened to the show... They'll know how incredible Mr. Wood was. And it, a tremendous basketball player, a multi-sport athlete. He could run uh, for a mile and not sweat at all. Uh, he taught us a lot about um, fundamentals in playing sports. And he was quite passionate um, in a very, in a very, very uh, mild way, I should say, right? In terms of his mannerisms and such. Uh, one of the ones that... Uh, 
the my old chums and I talk about all the time is there we were out on the fields at Winston Churchill and before we started any any high intensity workout there we were as a group doing these trunk rotations and I, you can't see it right now uh, listeners but it's kind of getting the waist moving around putting your hands on your hips and doing the trunk rotation Ashton what do you think about that as you're I'm kind of giving you an example well why don't you describe for the listeners what you're seeing here right now it's basically you put your hands on your hip and then you uh, move your hip around in a circle. Uh, yep. And uh, that's pretty much uh, trunk rotations well, for you. Well, I tell you, and I, I feel I'm moving fast, but let me let me uh, shout out to some other great teachers in the physical education space over the years too. I mean, of course, Mr. Francis, Mr. Rocks, Miss Borden. Uh, I think Miss Law was involved in it at some point as well, too. Or did she just do law? Uh, law? I think that was her subject. <laughs> um, Mr. Lamancus, uh, back at, at Charles Gordon, some of my great chums that listened to the show would know Mr. Lamancus. Um, boy, oh boy, uh, just an incredible way to describe and support why. My gold medal for favorite school subjects is the wonderful world of phys ed. Good stuff. What a great segment it was, Ashton, for our father-son free-for-all. And you're going to take us to break on episode 25. This ends our father-son free-for-all segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. father-son fun talk you're listening to episode 25 of the champs and chums podcast and ashton it's now time for a next edition of our best of segment and what an outstanding guest we have for our fans this month hey ashton i got two questions for you my man are you ready to go between the pipes for episode 25 sure am are you ready for a kick save and a beauty here on champs and chums of course well, Ashton, stand witness to an inspiring sports and life story ready to take the ice. Never give up. Truer words have never been spoken by and about our very special guest. He defied incredible odds to reach the pinnacle of his sport. Among a long list of accomplishments, he backstopped Team Canada to Paralympic gold at Torino in 2006. A three-time Paralympian, he debuted at Salt Lake City in 2002 and at the age of 41 became the oldest Canadian rookie to ever compete in the Winter Paralympic Games. He was Canada's last line of defense for many memorable ice hockey moments. His trophy case includes World Championship gold in 2008 and a bronze in 2009. Hockey was not the only sport he accomplished internationally. In 2007, he earned a bronze medal for Canada in sitting volleyball at the Para Pan Am Games. Sports television is among our special guests' range of immense talents. He has network broadcast experience with CBC and TSN, entertaining fans as a color commentator. His current talk shows, The Rosen Report and The Journey, air online as part of the Gooch Live Media Network reaching major social media and podcast platforms. Heralded as a changemaker, our special guest gives his valuable time and support to the charitable community. He's a tremendous advocate for ability, education, and mental health. 
He has and continues to inspire people of all ages across Canada and around the world. Did you know he is also recipient of the prestigious Queen's Diamond Jubilee Medal? And his gold medal winning goalie mask is beautifully displayed in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to be joined by athlete, motivational speaker, and mentor, Paul Rosen. Rosie, welcome to Champs and Chums. Thank you so much, guys. It is so, uh, it's an honor for me to be with Big Double A and Little Double A. Oh, it is such a treat to have you on the show, my man. So good of you to make time for us. And uh, yeah, I mean, as we were talking just off air before we uh, have you on this best of segment, I mean, it's just so amazing. I hard to believe that we've known each other for over 12 years. And then Ashton had an opportunity to meet and pal with you when Ashton, you were all of maybe a year and a half, were you? Yep, a year and a half I was. Yeah, so this is a real treat, Rosie, to have you on the program and uh, share your inspiring story for all our fans. Um, so why don't we get into it, uh, this fun segment with our best of guest, uh, three-time Paralympian and uh, para-ice hockey star Paul Rosen, puck drop, if you will, on this segment. Um Rosie, it's Dad here on the uh, on this side of the broadcast table, and um, wondering if you can share with your the fans, your fans that are listening here as well too. Uh, take us through your interest and early ambitions to play hockey, and of course, your inspiring story of ability. I mean, we know um, as a 14, 15 year old, I believe you're uh, a star with the Thornhill Thunderbirds, and um, a really transformative date, June 9th. 1999 and uh why don't you talk about your great story sure absolutely so i was uh, i was fortunate growing up in the 60s i had a brother who was a little over four years older than me and i got a chance to play uh ball hockey and ice hockey and on the backyard we had an open ice rink no roof on it um, and i got a chance to go out with my brother and all of his buddies all the time so right away as a, a six-year-old I'm playing with 10-year-olds as a seven-year-old I'm playing with 11-year-olds and I got to be really good real fast I was a goal scorer I loved playing um, my sportsmanship levels were not the greatest as a young boy I wanted to win at all costs uh, and yeah I uh, ended up making a, a very solid uh, uh, team and out of Thornhill I had a, a, a brutal injury to my knee which uh, set me back quite a bit um, and and my career potentially everybody says well I could have made it I, I don't know whether I would have made it to the pros but I think I was good enough to play in Europe and uh, and make a living out of hockey if I wanted to but it, it didn't matter it was taken out of my hands with injuries injuries happened to a lot of people and I, I pretty well went on, guys, with my life uh, up until the uh, the the early 90s when I, uh, you know, I was well married, had three kids, and uh, I got a call to uh, get involved with the uh, Israeli national hockey team. Always having a problem with my my knee, and um, in uh, in in late 97, a tournament in Belgrade, Yugoslavia, there really wasn't much of my knee left. Uh, came back and had a knee replacement in Toronto. That was an absolute nightmare. And then, like you said, with the, the June uh, 9th, I, uh, on, on the May 30th, I, I reached out to a friend of mine who was with the Israeli national team, and I spent three years with the program. Went to Israel, um, call it the three craziest days of my life, but landed in Israel on the 8th, was supposed to die, had my leg amputated on the 9th. 
and uh, was given a basically clean bill of hell on the 10th. Came back to Canada about a week later, and then uh, my life really started to take off when I found out about this incredible game, para ice hockey, sled hockey. Wow, that that's an amazing story, and of course, uh, all your your great accomplishments uh, on the ice, and uh, and you, you colored um, sort of the, the ways you got into uh, the passion for for sledge hockey, and. Uh, we talk a lot about um, Champs and Chums, Rosie, about mentors and how they play a role. I'm wondering if you can share with the listeners um, uh, who were some of your greatest mentors and how, how they helped you build success as an athlete and as a person uh, on and off the ice. Right. So we want to go back to the beginning. My first mentor was my brother, who was four years older than me and continuously taught me never to give up, to keep working. You have talent. Uh, You know, one day might be bad, but you can continue going. My father was always a a life mentor in me with that same type of message, but sports wasn't his thing. Um, Growing up watching players, like I had a lot of players that I admired and, and and I really loved the way they played the game. But I guess... Really, uh, Shane Smith, Triple Amputee, who I had on my show last week, The Journey, it's a great program with Shane. Shane was a Triple Amputee. He met me at Variety Village. I don't know if Little Double A has been there, but it's one of the greatest places, Archie Allison and the gang down there. He told me about this great game of sled hockey. Uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, get introduced to Jamie McGuire, McGuire goaltending. He took me under his wing. We trained basically nonstop for years until I made the uh, the Canadian national team. And before I knew it, from almost dying, um, I was suiting up for Salt Lake City. And uh, Salt Lake City was a rough game because it was like only four months after the world almost came to an end. And it uh, it really made me respect uh, the uh, the athletes of this country, and more than that, the the athletes with disabilities of this country. Great stuff, uh, Rosie. Uh, my chum Ashton. I'm going to turn the uh, the interview over to him. Ashton, take it away, my friend. Paul, you've had outstanding success it, uh, it, in your career as an athlete, a broadcaster, and a motivational speaker. Can you please share some of your personal career highlights? Oh, absolutely, Ashton. Great, uh, great question. So I guess on the ice, um, the number one has to be winning the gold medal in Torino. Like we had a team, and this is what people don't think. When you have a strong team, you're going to go and you're going to win continuously and win and win and win and win. It doesn't happen that way. We had a solid team in Salt Lake, ended up in fourth we didn't have as good a talented team in Torino, but we had a young, hungry team, and everything came together. Um, I was fortunate enough to get the first shadowed in Canadian history. If you look it up, 2006 in Torino was mine. Shannon Zabados got one in 10 in Vancouver and Price in 14 in Sochi, but mine was the first one. We had a complete team. And then we thought we'd win it again in Vancouver in, 14, in 10 in 2010. We never did. And unfortunately, uh, Canada hasn't won since 2006. Uh, you know, they have the opportunity coming up in March in Beijing, but the Americans have dominated. Uh, so um, hockey-wise, that's got to be my, uh, my my biggest one right there. I guess in, in broadcasting it would be to have the opportunity to uh, to sit side by side with guys like Ron McLean and and Brian Williams and uh, 
uh, you know, uh, um, Scott Russell, some of the best of the best to sit beside them and be treated uh, equally. And um, the uh, I, I guess the the other one was, uh, um, you know, motivation end of it. And the motivation end of it is when I meet with a boy or girl when they're five or six and they're having serious issues, uh, do something with them uh, on a private level, maybe just with their parents. And maybe 10 years later, we bump into each other and they tell me that my story saved their life. That's amazing. Paul, what are some of the greatest lessons and words of advice you shared with your kids? And what are some of the greatest lessons and words of advice your kids have shared with you? Um, well, my, are you talking my kids, my actual kids, or the kids of the games that I meet all over the world? I think, Ashton, you're referring to, to his own kids, Rosie's own kids, eh? Yeah. Okay. okay. So, um, and I'm going to be honest with the listeners. So, my kids now are 37, 35, and 33. And when I started, when I lost my leg, uh, I got into the game very heavily. And I let a lot of my uh, um, skills as a parent go to the wayside. Uh, I never had time. My youngest, uh, who is now 33, I missed a, a chunk of 10 or 11 of her birthdays because I was all, always on the road. So I, I think the positive message to them was when you believe in something, no matter what anybody says, uh, put 100% into it, strive for greatness, don't settle for mediocrity. But there are situations where you have to understand that family has to come uh, into play. And, and, and maybe there was things I've done over the years that, uh, I don't know, regret is a word I want to use, but uh, maybe if I had to do things over again, I might have had a little more uh, mentorship from other people to understand the things that I would lose later. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, there's going to be questions that we're going to get into that. But, you know, I sit here in a, a basement apartment by myself at 61 years old, and there's things that I'm in this situation because of things that I've done. So uh, I, I think the main lesson I, I want to take away to my kids uh, uh, would be, uh, you know, go for greatness, strive for greatness, no matter what anybody tells you, uh, don't settle for mediocrity. Amazing. You're listening to episode 25 of the Champs and Chums podcast. This is our best of segment. We're here with three-time Paralympian, Olympic gold medalist, and para-ice hockey star Paul Rosen. Rosie, um, you, you mentioned it uh, a bit earlier in, in some of your answers about teamwork and, uh, and camaraderie, and it sounded like that. Um, you mentioned the Torino team was real hungry that year, that, that gold medal winning year. I wonder if you can sort of take us, it'd be great to get the athlete perspective on those key anchors we talk about on Champs and Chums, teamwork and camaraderie. Um, can you talk about that during your playing career? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the one thing that's ironic is, so you said it's episode 25. Most people only know me for wearing number 57, but I didn't start wearing 57 in 2005. My first four years before Hockey Canada took us over, I wore number 25. So episode 25 steps right in line to when I started my career. Rosie, and it, was, it was meant it meant to be then, eh? That we yeah, would land well, on this well, one, yeah. When my hockey career started, I uh, I wanted to, through Hockey Canada, wear something that meant something to me. And my kids' birthdays added up to 57. And that's why I jumped from 25 to 50, 
seven because Peter Zezel, the flyer number 25, was one of my favorite uh, 25s. But I'll, uh, I'll get into um, the teamwork. Yeah, so I would say that uh, the, one of the main, if not the main reasons we won in Torino in, in 206 was that teamwork, was that camaraderie, was that that chain of, uh, of unbreakableness. We weren't as talented as uh, any of the teams we played. Our number one line, which was Bridges, Bowden, and Westlake, were the number one line in the world. They were kids, 18, 19, and 20 years old. Um, but we knew when we came in that dressing room, we, we knew when we shut that door, we, we knew when we bound together as brothers that it was going to be very difficult to beat us because here's a perfect example. It's the second period. We're up 2 nothing on the Norwegians. Uh, Billy Bridges, one of the best players ever, getting ready for a sixth game. I make a really great stop on a two-on-one, but I give the rebound right to Hedley Bjornstad. Nine times out of ten, Bjornstad puts it in. Yet I turn back. Out of nowhere, Bridges is back-checked and makes the stop. That was that typified us winning that game three nothing because every single guy bought in. Every guy knew that if he didn't do every hundred percent thing he had to do, Norway was much much better than us. Um, and you know, I'll tell you a really quick and, and and good story about Norway in the preliminary round, our last game in the preliminary round, it was a nothing game. We were playing Germany in the semis, Norway was playing. U.S. in the semis. The game meant nothing. They were up 4-1 to one on us after the first. I'd never let four goals in in a game, let alone a period. And I came to the dressing room, and Jeff Snyder, our coach, said, you know, Rosie, I'm going to put Benny in my backup goalie. Give him some action. His family's here. He hasn't seen any action. And I said to him, listen, Snyder, you got to do me a favor. You cannot. I have to play. Because we're gonna, we know we're going to beat Germany. They're going to beat the States. We're going to get Norway in the final. If we go into that with them four goals on me, we're in trouble. Let me play, and I'll guarantee I won't let another goal in the rest of the tournament. Now, that meant shutting the Norwegians out, period, two and three, then shutting the Germans out, one, two, and three, and then whoever we played in the final, shutting them out. It was unheard of. It was stupid, but I had to I had to do it. He, he let me do it. He gave me the chance. We uh, we ended up losing that game four to one. Didn't all let another goal, and we beat Germany five nothing, and then we beat the uh, um, the uh, Norwegians three nothing. So I uh, I went again uh, eight periods without a goal, and uh, it it just showed the confidence that the coach had in the goalie, the goalie had in himself, and the team had in each other. Oh, that's amazing. I mean. Uh, I think you had, as what did Danny Gallivan used to say, a scintillating, was it, I, I, I don't yeah, know if this is yeah. correct, but 1.04 yeah. GAA in, in your in your yeah, seasons yeah. for Canada? Yeah, that was it. It was scintillating. It, it was scintillating indeed. Good stuff. Ashton, over to you. Paul, who are some of your favorite athletes of all time and why? Well, in hockey, my favorite goalie of all time just passed away, guys. Tony Esposito, oh, massive, m- massive Chicago Blackhawks fan. My brother got me into the Hawks when I was six years old. Still love the Hawks. Had a chance to meet some of the younger guys on the Hawks. Um, but Tony was the way he played. He has a record. I don't know if you know this, Little A, but uh, his record in shoutouts will never be broken. 15 shoutouts in his rookie year in 771. Uh, he was originally a Montreal Canadian, 
and the Canadians let him go because he had this guy named Ken Dryden. <laughs> and Tony Esposito was actually my all-time favorite. I loved him. When it came to a role model as a forward, my favorite forward was again a hawk and Dennis Savard, who could just make oh, the yeah. puck de- absolute dance. Um, the spinorama, but, Rosie. The spinner, Savardian spinorama. Sorry, but 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 I guess when it comes to uh, to to sport that I just loved growing up. I loved baseball. Um, and Big A, you might remember this a little, I forget it. There's no chance with you. But um, the Montreal Expos, I absolutely adored when I was growing up. We'd go, me and my brother, to Montreal all the time. And they had a right fielder. And I was in love with right fielders. I had a right fielder named Ellis Valentine. Ellis Valentine, and, that's right. Played and, with the Rangers and, too, Rosie, right? Did he? Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 yeah, and he was—he had a gun, an absolute gun. Um, I loved him, and so, but uh, but I could go. You know, there's so many players that play. I like players that play hard, play on the edge, but don't play stupid. Uh, um, literally, I don't want them to. Uh, I, I I don't think there's a need for fighting in the game, but I do think that you have to protect your guys. In some incidents, so you know, I, I'm it's I walk a fine line with that. Paul, the NHL yeah. puck drop is just right around the corner. Uh, so can you share uh with the fans some teams we should look out for in this season? Absolutely, hundred percent. I just are you going to say the Hawks, Rosie? <laughs> I, 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 I well, I, I just did, I, I just did a show on that yesterday. Yes, so I, I'm, I did I'm, catch I'm, that. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say that the Hawks have a very good. They're uh, they're going to make the playoffs. They're not going to win the cup, but they have a good young young team. I love them picking up Seth Jones. I love them bringing up bring uh, um, um, Murray. I love them uh, uh, getting Flurry in goal to oh, yeah. uh, to help our young Phoenix Phenom in goal. I love that Taze is back. Uh, Kane will have another great year. So I think they're going to have a good year. Uh, I, I really love what the New York Rangers have done with their young talent. Uh, I, I honestly think they're going to be the team that's going to pick up Jack Eichel and he will sit on the LTR the entire year and come back in the playoffs if they make it. Mm. Um, but I think if you're going to tell me the team that I think is going to be the most disappointing and the team I'll give you the most disappointing in my opinion in the first month and the most uh unbelievable first month so the new york islanders are going to have the most unbelievable first month they were just a goal away game seven being in stanley cup final back to back losing to the tampa bay lightning back to back they could have been in the final i think put your money on the islanders they look great great coaching great goaltending they get their captain on his lead back uh, i love them i think the team that is going to be in serious trouble right away and I hate to do this to you guys, but it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, say it isn't so, Ray was Rosie. <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I, I'm. I'm I, I think they have two goalies who are very qualified to be very good goalies. They get injured all the time. Um, I. I think the the uh, weirdness of not signing Riley yet is going to creep into the room. I think uh, Austin Matthews coming back off of an inch uh, a wrist injury. I hope I'm wrong. I really do because I got a ton of friends who love the Leafs. But if I had to pick one going the wrong way, it's the Leafs. One going the right way, it's the Islanders. 
That's great. Well, uh, we'll, we'll take it from you on, on good authority. Some great insights there from uh, our best of guest, uh, Paul Rosen. Um, Rosie, um, wanted to shift gears now and, and, and talking about, and, and you know, you did this. I mean, you were at the top, top of the game in, in sled hockey internationally. Um, the importance of being your best in your given field and then the value of education for, for young people. Yeah, um, it, it's critical to me, to be really honest with me. Uh, um, you know, that was, we, we, we might have been met at the very beginning and in, in, in things like that. Uh, That's right, Rosie, yeah. The, the uh, a- ABC. With like ABC, yeah. Back right. in 2008 slash 9, I believe, yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, so I, I was always, back in the 70s, I, I had a reading and writing problem, was always my kryptonite, teachers called me stupid, I was uh, diagnosed as dyslexic, and it just went on and went on and went on, and then finally I got uh, uh, involved with the program, and uh, and I realized, and you know, I'm heavily involved with AANA now, and still reading in front of people who, who care desperately about me, um, I call reading my kryptonite because I have been uh, told so many times that I'm an absolute idiot. So for me to be involved in any type of uh, adult literacy programs, getting adults to realize that, uh, you know, they're not stupid, they can do it. You know, we I don't know if you remember, we had uh, The Adventures of Rosie the Raccoon. We That's had an right. incredible book. It was written. It was all ready. Unfortunately, it fell through. I still have everything somewhere around if we could get it going one day but it was a great book on telling people the story of perseverance and never giving up that's that's amazing uh rosie i i, I know we've this has been amazing already and uh we've got time for a few more questions because we know we respect your time so rosie let's see the scene for you here too um uh 10 seasons representing canada uh numerous victories uh, that scintillating goals against average we talked about uh, when you played for Team Canada, uh, shutouts, and you played till the age of 50. Uh, I know this personally because we've, we've palled together for so long. Thousands of motivational speeches to individuals, to groups, people of, people of all ages, and of course the, the broadcasting career. What does the future look like for Paul Rosen? Wow, that's that's a good question. Well, you know, first of all, also I want to I want to thank Bob Nicholson and everybody in Hockey Canada for taking the program over in 2005 and doing what they're doing to it now in 2021. It's remarkable. They're treated equal with the men and the women. Um, I think right now, guys, uh, I'm keen on. I've done over 1,100 talks. COVID is all. all all unfortunately uh, made things very difficult but I, I think I want to take my direction stay in sports obviously in, in some sense but mental health is huge for me um, I have a book coming out shortly that I'm sure we'll talk about but I uh, I think the mental health end of it you know I retired after Vancouver at 50 years old uh, we didn't win in Vancouver it felt like all the lights were shut out on me and that was the end of the game. I didn't know what to do. I got into a drug and alcohol situation, uh, which made it very difficult. And uh, the most ironic thing, in uh, January 30th, 2019, Bell Let's Talk Day, I did a talk that morning. That night I came home and I attempted to take my own life. And uh, 
And the last uh, 32 months have spent learning about myself, asking for help, reaching out, and trying to get men, women, children to understand that mental health is a massive issue and it hits almost everybody. Absolutely. And we appreciate, Rosie, all this great real talk and, uh, you know, the community of fans that you have, uh, Ashton and I included, where we're we're so happy for you and all the great transformations um, that, that you've you've taken and you've you've mentioned and, and you know you've been head on about them and that's why we really appreciate the real talk here on Champs and Chums. But let's talk about that book because I know it's 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 is it the holiday? Is it going to be ready for the holidays, Rosie? Um, uh, yeah. But let's talk about that because we have another good mutual chum of ours, uh, the great broadcaster, veteran broadcaster Roger Lajoie. Uh, working on a book of Paul Rosen's life story. It's The Meaning of Life, Never Give Up. Is that the title, Rosie? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Meaning of Life, Never Give Up, the Paul Rosen story. Roger and I started, it seems like 20 years ago, but it's about a year and a half ago. Uh, We we couldn't meet face-to-face, so we did everything on the phone. Uh, It's all in the final processes right now. I love Roger. He has been... uh, a massive part of this book coming out. It looks like it's going to come out for Christmas time, uh, which will be perfect timing. It'll be like 32 chapters. It's very, very honest, very raw. I talk about everything in this book. And you learn a lot about Paul Rosen that it's going to shock you. But as Roger said to me, the only way we actually get across to everybody what we need to get across is to be honest and not to uh, sugarcoat these situations that, yeah, Paul Rosen was a great goalie, but Paul Rosen battled an enormous amount of demons from his childhood. There was things that happened to me in high school uh, that uh, I put in there that people are going to be shocked. I didn't throw one person under the bus, though, guys. I thought that was important that even the stories I tell that are one million percent true, not to use names that are going to ruin people's lives. Well, we're looking forward to, and uh, we'll make sure, Rosie, as that book uh, uh, becomes available and gets published, we'll make sure we, we share it with our fans uh, here on Champs and Chums. Um, I'm going to pass the microphone over for the very last question on this amazing best of segment with Paul Rosen to my chum, Ashton. Ashton, take it away. Paul, what advice do you have for young kids looking to become a sports athlete just like you? So I want them to, and that's a great question, uh, absolutely a great question, Ash, and I want them to have fun. Number one is have fun. When you're starting out, if you don't have fun, you don't continue. The ages of like 5 to 12, 13, it's about fun. If you have the talent at 12, 13, 14 in any sport and you want to make it and you work really hard, there's a good chance. I want people to set goals, to str- always, I've said it a few times, strive for greatness. Don't settle for mediocrity. But guys, always have a backup plan. That was the one thing I never had. I never had a backup plan. I put everything into one basket. And the, now if you want to play hockey and you want to do it and you think you can Go to college, go to whether Canada is great too, but get an education and your hockey. And if your hockey works out and that's what you want to do, then fantastic. But if it doesn't, you have education behind you. And this is the problem we have with mental health, guys. Suicide is up unbelievably. Overdoses in, in pain medication is up unbelievably. 
single as an athlete and there's nothing else there. So never give up, but most of all, have fun and reach out. You know, you can put my info up there, guys, uh, my phone number, my email. Uh, I, I answer the phone and I talk to everybody at any time uh, before COVID. I used to go into hospitals and see people losing limbs all the time. A little different now with uh, with COVID because I have to watch. I have a 90-year-old father who was, uh, 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 you know, not the greatest health. And my girlfriend's father also is not the greatest health. So we try to uh, we try to be as careful as we possibly can. What a championship way to end our best of segment. Uh, that's uh, Paul Rosen, three-time Paralympian, para-ice hockey star. Uh, Paul, on behalf of Ashton and I, we'd like to thank you so much for joining us on uh, Champs and Chums. Uh, it's so great to catch up. And boy, oh boy, over a decade I've known you, and I continue to be impressed with all the great things that you do. Um, you are a champ and chum in the biggest definition and uh, that's what's so great about you coming on and um i know you have a a nation and a big community of fans who uh are really really cheering for you and all the great things that you've done and as you continue to progress and um you know i it was and i was just on a video that featured you uh paul your your father ron rosen said yep. about you that your heart is like a hotel there's room for everybody. And, and I was so, I was so taken by that. And that's just, you know, in my, my uh, friendship with you, that's, that's, what's what I take away. Uh, you, you, you give and you're so kind, the compassion and the inspiration you give everybody. It's, um, it's just gold medal winning indeed. And, uh, I just, uh, before we close the segment, Rosie, I just want to, uh, turn the microphone over to my chum Ashton, who has a few words for you. Well, uh, uh, first of all, Paul, this has been a great interview. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on. And uh, my dad's told me all the uh, great stories of you meeting and all those great memories. Uh, and I think overall this has just been a great interview. So thank you for coming on. I, I appreciate it. And if I could say one final word, uh, you know, I, uh, you mentioned that with my dad, that was a, a piece that was done uh, right as I was carrying the torch going into the 2015 uh, Pan American and Paramedic American Games just before my mom passed away. And uh, I didn't see that piece until a couple of years ago, uh, being in active addiction. And for here, to hear him say that, you know, Paul's uh, heart's like a hotel, there's room for everybody. Uh, it meant so much. And for you to say that now, and but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, little A, that, uh, you know, there, there's certain things in my life that I've learned a lot from, and the one thing is, uh, you know, your dad, I'll, I'll always call him Big A, uh, is one of the people we call in this world the salt of the earth. And what that means is a person who always looks out for others, always helps out, always is looking for the best in a situation. So anytime either one of you need me, I'm there for whatever reason. I love doing this. It was a true honor. Hopefully we'll get back and see each other again, double uh, A and hopefully little A. I'll get a chance to see you again soon. Oh, we will indeed. And Rosie, uh, I, I'm touched. Uh, Ashton, you're going to take us to break on episode 25. This ends our father-son best of segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. 
You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy September, everybody. You're listening to episode 25 of our show, our milestone episode. Thanks so much for joining us here again this month. And Ashton, it's now time for our All Pro Go segment. Our All Pro Go segment is a Did You Know Sports Spotlight. So this is an opportunity for my chum Ashton to highlight for you, our great listeners, a uh, special sport. And uh, just on the heels of a great Best Of segment with our uh, Best Of guest, our special guest, Paul Rosen, Ashton, we thought it'd be great that the listeners learned a little bit more about one of his star sports. That is sledge hockey. Ashton, take it away. Sledge hockey, also known as para-ice hockey, or sled hockey in American English, is an, is an adaption of ice hockey. Adaptation, yeah. Adaptation of ice hockey designed for players who have physical disability. Invented in the early 1960s at a rehabilitation center uh, in Stock- Stockholm, Sweden. Stockholm, Sweden, and played under similar rules to standard ice hockey. Players are seated on sleds and use special ho- hockey sticks with metal teeth on the tips of their handles uh, to navigate the ice. Playing v- venues, is that right? Venues? Uh yeah, uh, playing venues used as an ice hockey rink, yeah. Used as an ice hockey rink uh, via its uh, division. World World Para Ice Hockey, the International Paralympic Committee, IPC, acts as the international uh, san- san- sanctioning, sanctioning body, yeah. Sanctioning body for the sport. Para-ice hockey has been played in the Winter Paralympics since 1994 and has been one of the most popular events. Well, it sure has. And, uh, of course, uh, three-time Paralympian Paul Rosen, uh, he uh, starred for Canada. He he was the last line of defense, as I mentioned, at uh, 2002, the Games, the uh, Olympic Games in Salt Lake. And then, of course, he uh, they won gold in 2006 and then uh, Vancouver Vancouver 2010. So uh, let me continue on this All Pro Go segment, tell you a little bit more about the history of sledge hockey. And as Ashton mentioned, um, it derived actually from Sweden. It was two men who designed a sledge in the 1960s because they wanted to continue to play hockey despite their uh, physical disability. So uh, lots of inspiration there. Um, you know, as we think about too, um, you know, Canada getting into, uh, uh, forming a first sledge hockey team that came in 1982, everybody. So you should know that. And then as Ashton mentioned, sledge hockey was first introduced at the winter Paralympics in 94. Uh, it was Sweden claiming the first ever gold medal. And, um, we're going to actually share with you when we think about the world championships. Obviously, uh, as we know, Rosie won a gold medal uh, there in uh, 2008 and then 2009 a bronze. But um, uh, yeah, so here here we go with the gold medalist uh, Canada 2008 
Uh, Sweden has also been a powerhouse winning in 96. Um, the United States uh, have done quite a number. They have won 2009 gold. This is the world championships I'm talking about, fans. 2012, Canada won in 2013, went back to the States in 2015. Canada reclaimed it again, trading of the, uh, the, the, first, uh, the first prize there in international para-hockey supremacy, 2017. And the States have won the last two, the most recent actually coming this year, 2021. Uh, in Ostrava, um, they uh, they won five one to to claim that medal. Canada had to settle for the uh, the silver medal. So there you go, Ashton, and there you go, fans. That is our all pro go sledge hockey. You're listening to episode twenty five of the Champs and Chums podcast. Father-son fun talk, you're listening to episode 25 of the Champs and Chums podcast, and Ashton, it's now time for our signature segment. That's right, Ashton and fans, it is our Champs and Chums segment, where we salute our stars on and off the field. This is where, uh, for every episode, we select a champ, Uh, Ashton does, I do, and then we also select a chum of the episode, Uh, Ashton does, and I do. And it's very rare, everybody, on this milestone episode 25. It's very rare throughout all of our 25 episodes where we kind of do the full circle, if you will. But let us get into that as Ashton introduces his champ and chum of episode 25. My champ and chum for episode 25 is Paul Rosen. Great selection, well-timed, and well-themed. Uh, so why is Rosie, our best of guests, your champ and chump of episode 25, Ashton? Well, he's one of the best goalies in the Pan Am Games. And uh, and also the Paralympic Games. Yeah. yeah. And the Pan Am Games, yeah. I mean, um, sitting volleyball, we talked about that he participated in. So yeah, great athlete uh, during his time. And uh, also he takes the time to uh help uh and talk to people uh uh with like adults children and uh i met him um uh when i was one and a half um so you actually got a real sense of the kind and compassionate person he is at a very young age and it's probably only now, it's been so great to reconnect with him. You're probably getting even a stronger appreciation of the real quality person that he is. Yeah. Excellent. Well, good stuff, my friend. That's Ashton's champ and chum of episode 25, Paul Rosen. Now it's Dad's turn. So let's get to this, everybody, because we are going to go from post to post to post. We are going to make a blocker save we are actually going to do a kick save in a beauty because my champ and chum of episode 25 is Paul Rosen. That's right, everybody. Rosie, you are our champ and chum for this episode. And I tell you, everybody, as we just had him earlier in the program, um, it's very clear as you read and learn more about his world-class career 
he uh, goes down as one of the top goaltenders ever to play international para ice hockey. The record shows 10 seasons representing Canada, uh, numerous shutouts, that's scintillating goals against average, uh, real competitor. You can, you know, he gave us those great stories of uh, that he shared about that um, gold, med- gold medal winning moment and, of course, the world championships. Um, so that's the champ part, and he'll always be a champ for me. But the chum part, I got to tell you, is what means the most to me, Ashton. You know, um, I've known him for well over a decade now, longer than you. Uh, we first met in the wonderful world of uh, adult literacy. And boy, oh boy, uh, like his father said about uh, Rosie, his heart is like a hotel. There's room for everybody. And that's, um, Rosie, uh, it's for those great reasons and all of the wonderful things that you do and continue to do for groups and people for all ages. That is why you are our champ and chum of episode 25. Good stuff, everybody. Well, we got one more segment to go, and you're listening to episode 25 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. And Ashton, it's now time to conclude a real, real memorable milestone show. It's been a great one, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a great episode 25. That's right. We officially fell into fall with our episode 25. So as I always do on every show, Ashton, I wanted to ask you, what did you learn today? I learned that Paul Rosen is a huge baseball fan. Well, I tell you, you might have learned that about Rosie, but I knew that for a very long time. If there's a lot of great chums, including himself, that can talk ball. We've had some of some great chums on the show earlier in early episodes like uh, uh, Pat and John and, and, and others, and they can talk ball, but Rosie can really talk um, baseball. But I didn't know, actually, that his favorite player was Ellis Valentine, who is a longtime uh, uh, major leaguer, a start for the Expos. I, I think I told him he played for the, uh, the Rangers to close his career. I think he played the Angels. But yeah, so that was great. Um, and it was so great to have Rosie on the show. Um, Ashton, uh, what else did you learn on episode 25? I thought my dad's gold medal would be English. Well, I fooled you. But let me remind you, and I, and I said this too, Ashton, right? Um, you know, English is such an important subject for everyone. And I'm glad that you'll have an opportunity to continue to learn this. And in the show we produce here on Champs and Chums, writing and communication is so important. And I feel like that's why the, the show's been uh, just another added benefit of it. It, it actually helps... Um, uh, you know, writing is uh, its something you always have to practice, right? So, yeah, I, I surprised you there, but there's no surprise that um, uh, your dad, who always loves to play sports, even in my advancing years, would love phys ed. And I shared some great stories there. Good stuff. Well, Ashton, um, we've got some thank yous um, to do. Uh, first of all, uh, we want to thank Paul Rosen, uh, our champ and chum, for coming on the show 
So great to reconnect with Rosie and uh, talk about his inspiring story. Um, we also need to thank some more folks, Ashton. Yeah, we want to thank the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis who helped produce the show. Our founding members at Champs and Chums, shout out to the Power Girls, Ashley and Serena and Uncle Dennis, who've uh, been there right from the very beginning. And uh, uh, you make us sound great, and we so, so appreciate that. Ashton, why don't you tell all the listeners where they can subscribe? They can subscribe uh, at iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, uh, TuneIn, Podbean, and CastBox. And you can connect with us fans on our social, at Champs and Chums, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and ChampsandChums.com. Ashton, this is going to be the biggest, the most super and strongest fist bump of episode 25 thank you so much for joining us fans it's been a real pleasure and ashton as we always say cheers to champs cheers to chums and cheers to an all-star day thanks for listening